Welcome to Healthy Wealthy You, where we'll continue to explore all aspects of functional medicine and good health. We'll help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. Now, here is your host, Dr. Camille Vardy. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. This is Dr. Camille. Even though there are a lot of opinions out there, we all know what the basics of a good diet are. Lots of fresh fruits and veggies, lean protein, the good oils, healthy carbs. And with all of that, I think it's super cool when I find something that ties a lot of these things together. There's a process in the body that's been getting a lot of attention in functional medicine circles in the last few years, because it's a chemical process that is so global and affects so many things that it provides a common thread to explain why these varied foods are good for us, why certain nutrients are so valuable because of what they do in the body. And that's huge because when we appreciate how impactful that is, we can look at more ways to drive that process, both with diet and our choice of supplements. And that can give you tremendous power to affect disease and change your aging and health trajectory. So let's talk about methylation. I was just excited to discuss this subject today because all the information that I found online was either very complex, entire courses aimed at teaching functional medicine doctors, or they were fairly brief. There are some nice videos on YouTube, but they're just a few minutes of information. So I really wanted to put something out there that was in the middle. Methylation started to get attention in recent years because of the popularity of genetic testing. The sequencing of the first human genome was completed almost exactly 20 years ago. It cost $1 billion to do the first one. And now anyone can have it done for $200. And it's one of the most powerful medical tests you can run. It gives you a roadmap for how your body responds to the world. And that is an amazing thing to have. I know that people have mixed feelings about doing genetic testing. And I know there are fears that the information will be used by insurance companies to deny benefits or that the data will be hacked by someone and used for some evil purpose. I cannot speak to either of those things. That is a personal choice. Um, I also know that some people feel afraid of what they will learn. To that, I say information is power. If you know about a potential issue, you have the, the power to change the course of how that plays out. Genetics are not necessarily our destiny. Many times, our genetic factors are more like switches that get turned on when there are certain stresses, such as bad diet or a toxic environment. But they can also be turned off when those challenges are removed or corrected. Of course, that's not always true. We can see that in obvious ways. We can't change our eye color, for example. But if we know that our body has trouble with a certain liver pathway, or it has trouble breaking down cholesterol or something like that, we can be more careful to act on it. And remember, it's the additive effect of what we do every day that counts. 
And that is what we're talking about today. The process of methylation can actually help change those genetic switches and change our future. Now, here's where I find the genetic test most valuable. In cancer, it's tremendous. In any problem that runs in families, such as cholesterol or heart disease or mental illness and addictions, the genetic test is also really powerful. Yes, mental illness and addictions are big ones because how we make and how we process neurotransmitters is not random. It's the result of a lot of chemical reactions that need to happen correctly for us to feel well and respond to the world in appropriate ways. I also use genetic testing a lot in autoimmune disease because it tells me what the body is finding so challenging in the world. And of course, it's important in specific known genetic disorders, but those are pretty well known and most physicians would order that test. Genetic testing can tell us about our liver pathways, how we process hormones and neurotransmitters, how we build the proteins that make our cells and organs. It's fascinating and so useful. And um, by the way, when I talk about genetic testing, I'm talking about getting the medical version, not just the ancestry version. When you get the medical version, you get 600,000 pieces of information about how your body responds to the world. That completely changes medicine. Now, one of the things that we also learned from doing this genetic testing over the years is that pretty much everyone has an issue with something called methylation. It's just that some families have more of an issue with it than others. And as I said, it's an issue that affects a lot, a lot of things in the body. And sometimes the solutions to those problems are very easy. So it's worth knowing about. So what is methylation? Well, basically, it's our body's way of moving carbon and hydrogen around. And since almost one-fifth of our body is made of carbon and almost 10% of our body is hydrogen, that's an important thing. So, okay, I have to be a science geek here for a moment. Fun fact, did you know that 96% of our bodies are made of just four elements, oxygen, hydrogen, carbon, and nitrogen? I find that amazing. And 75% of it is just hydrogen and oxygen. So we need to keep breathing and drinking our water because that's 75% of it right there. Anyway, back to methylation. This is our body's way of moving that those carbon and hydrogen molecules. And those are, again, two of the most important elements of our body. So you can see why that affects so many things. Now, one example, and one of the most common issues is allergies. Uh, just in time for spring allergy season, help is on the way. Um, most of us know that when allergies are acting up, we grab an antihistamine. But what is nature's antihistamine? Histamine is broken down by moving these carbon and hydrogen molecules around. And people who are more sensitive to allergies, people who specifically have a stronger histamine response are people who cannot break down the histamine as well. They're people who aren't methylating as well. Now, there are two primary reasons why people don't methylate well. 
One is that we simply aren't getting enough of the nutrients that we need for methylation. We're just not eating the right foods. The other reason is that our body doesn't process those nutrients in the form that comes from food. I've seen where people actually test very high in the vitamins involved in methylation, but they have a lot of the symptoms and that's because their body can't use them and they're just floating around with no place to go and nothing to do. So the primary vitamins involved are B6, B12, and folate. These are mostly going to be found in our protein foods and in fruits and vegetables, beans, seeds, which again is why these foods are so much of the foundation of what we know to be a healthy diet. Vitamin B6 is found in fish, poultry, dairy products, beef. Chickpeas are particularly high. Tofu, dark leafy greens, potatoes, sweet potatoes, winter squash, avocados, most fruits, especially bananas, papayas, and cantaloupe. And sunflower seeds are a good source. Now B12 is mostly found in animal foods. Meat is especially high. Fish, poultry, eggs, dairy. So if you're vegan, it's important to be very conscious of B12 and probably supplement it. It can be found in some vegan foods, tempeh, nori, seaweed, algae, such as chlorella. Sometimes extra B12 is added to soy milk or almond milk, but keep in mind that it's not added in the form that's most usable by the body. It's such an important nutrient to have on an ongoing daily basis that I absolutely recommend that vegans supplement it daily. Now for folate, the biggest source is, as the name implies, foliage, our dark green leafy vegetables. Also beans, peas, especially black-eyed peas, brown rice, wheat germ, eggs, oranges, bananas, and papaya, fish, dairy products, beef, chicken. It sounds as though folate is fairly easy to get in the diet and that it isn't something that we need to worry about very much. But here's the thing with folate and B12 in particular, we have found in the years since looking at genetic analysis that not everyone has the enzymes to process these vitamins well in the form that it comes naturally in food. And that's actually the reason for some of the things that we consider a predisposition to certain diseases that run in families. There are certain genetic traits that make it so that we don't process the vitamins in foods as well. Um, so if heart disease or high cholesterol runs in your family, this could be the reason. If mental illness runs in your family, believe it or not, this could be the reason. And even in some cases, if cancer runs in the family, this could be the reason. Because some people, some families could eat a mountain of dark leafy green vegetables every day and still not be able to use the folate in them properly. Or you might crave beef all the time and never feel satisfied because you can't use the B12 properly. As I said, I've seen people who test very high for these nutrients, but still have the symptoms, and it's because their body just isn't using it.
So if you feel as though you're someone who tries so hard to eat well and to do everything right, and you still have puzzling health issues and don't feel your best, then methylation is something to explore. Remember, it isn't just what you eat that's important, although that is the starting point for everything, but it's what your your body actually gets to use at the cellular level that matters. And your body has to go through a lot of processing to turn that egg or that banana into the nutrients that nourish ourselves. Now, there are other uh, vitamins involved besides just these three, and we'll talk about those more later on, along with some strategies for working with all of this if you do have issues. But first, let's take a closer look at what methylation is and what it does in the body. I mentioned that methylation is how we break down histamine. We add these carbon and hydrogen atoms, what we call a methyl group, to the histamine molecule. And it goes from something that makes us sneeze and feel miserable, and it becomes something that doesn't react that way and that our body can easily get rid of. Histamine activates immune cells called mast cells. And to learn more about this, I would highly recommend the great podcast that we did in March with the brilliant Dr. Talia Hale. She's quite the expert on mast cell activation syndrome. And I'm really impressed with her work with patients. When we add this, these carbon and hydrogen atoms, the histamine turns into something that doesn't irritate the mast cells. And so we just don't have that allergic response. Um, that's the basic difference between people who have horrible allergies to certain things and the person standing right next to them who doesn't respond at all. Now, adding those atoms doesn't happen automatically. It needs enzymes to work. And that's where the problem comes in. If your body doesn't produce enough of those enzymes, not much happens. It's like having construction materials, but the workers don't show up. Getting more deliveries of materials does not help you unless you can do something with them. So we know that methylation helps histamine. And if you have stronger allergies than most people, or if you have mast cell activation syndrome, as Dr. Talia discussed, then it's worth exploring methylation as a strategy. And what we do is we give the core nutrients in um, B12 and folate in a form that is at the end stage of the chemical reaction so that your body doesn't need the enzymes to process it. Your body could just go ahead and use it right away. It's kind of like getting a piece of ready-made furniture instead of something from Ikea that you need to put together. You move that piece of furniture into place right away and you start using it. You don't need to wait until someone can assemble it and you have to hope that all the right parts are in the box. That's a lot of how we work with B12 and folate. We want to get that ready-made B12 and folate that our bodies can use right away. Because of the work that we've done in the last few years with supplements, we now have these B vitamins in the better form available just even in multivitamins. And I'm often amazed how patients tell me that they notice how much better they feel right away. And sometimes when people need extra methylation, such as during allergy season, I give them a special supplement with the methylated nutrients and just say, here, 
Take this as often as you need, just as you might an antihistamine. And the cool thing is that they really can take it safely with no limit because the body can just get rid of any B vitamins that it doesn't need. At least in the short term, that's true. So have at it. So now we have the concept of what methylation is and why it's important. So let's take a break here. And when we come back, we'll look at other health issues that might benefit from this methylation approach. This is Dr. Camille and Healthy Wealthy You, and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Healthy Wealthy You will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well-being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know. We'll help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Dr. Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Dr. Camille. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. This is Dr. Camille, and we're talking about methylation and why functional medicine doctors are so excited about this topic right now. The concept of moving the carbon and hydrogen atoms around applies in the same way to many chemical reactions in the body. That's why it has such a global function. And one of the other applications of methylation is that we can use it to break down a chemical called homocysteine. Homocysteine is one of the chemicals that causes inflammation in our cardiovascular system. So this is where the predisposition in families to heart disease, strokes, and high cholesterol can come in. The inflammation caused by homocysteine can directly injure our blood vessels. So the connection to heart disease, vascular disease, and strokes is very direct. And homocysteine is a very standard test that we run to monitor heart health, 
most ducks will run this and all cardiovascular ducks will run it. Um, now, homocysteine is directly known to be a factor in arteriosclerotic plaque. That's the buildup of hardened cholesterol in the arteries that everyone is so worried about. But here's the thing. The body lays down that plaque for a reason. You've heard me talk many times about being careful about what we see as a disease versus what we need to look at as the body's coping mechanism. Plaque builds up for a reason. Homocysteine creates inflammation that damages the blood vessels. When the vessels get damaged, they crack. And if they crack enough, they can start to bulge or they can even rip apart. That's called an aneurysm and it can cause internal bleeding and it can be fatal, even sometimes instantly fatal. So the body in its wisdom lays down the plaque to hold the vessel together. It's like spackle on a wall. It's trying to mend the cracks and imperfections. So really, when we take a statin, the drug for cholesterol, we can actually be interfering with this process. So for people who have relatively low cholesterol and are just being offered statins to lower their risk of heart disease, the drug may actually be doing more harm than good. And that's one of the reasons that statins are so controversial these days. Now, this is not to say that watching our consumption of saturated fats isn't important because it absolutely is. Because once the body sets up the message of lay down the plaque here, it'll keep on following that message. And if you keep feeding it more and more saturated fat, it will assume that your vessels are the place it's supposed to go. So again, if you have a lot of heart disease in your family, it may be because you have this high homocysteine level and you may have that high homocysteine level because you aren't a good methylator, that your body just can't break it down as well as it should. So by giving your body the right nutrition in the form that it can use, we can start day by day to change that pattern and change that lifelong trajectory. And starting today is a great idea. Another important impact of methylation is liver detoxification. This same process of moving carbon and hydrogen helps us to break down certain toxins so that they can be eliminated from the body. It helps us break down heavy metals such as arsenic, lead, and mercury. It can help us to break down hydrocarbons, which are the byproducts of burning things like gasoline, cigarette smoke, coal, wood burning. So if you're someone who's particularly sensitive to secondhand smoke, or you feel queasy when you sit in traffic, or you're very sensitive to some of the massive fires that we've been seeing because of drought, or if you even have trouble sitting next to a campfire, this could be an issue for you. And if you know someone who has lung cancer, even though they've never smoked, this may be the issue. Now, this is not the only factor that affects hydrocarbons, and we can talk about more, more about that another day, but it is a common issue. We also need methylation to process volatile compounds. Now, these are the chemicals that are used in manufacturing and construction. They tend to be the chemicals that are inhaled and have a strong smell. 
pesticide, paints and paint removers, glue, cleaning supplies, nail polish remover, permanent markers, formaldehyde, even cleaning supplies like scented air fresheners and fabric softener. We encounter them all day long. These chemicals challenge our livers and methylation is one of the things that we need to get rid of them. We also need methylation to process pharmaceuticals. So people who are extremely sensitive to medications, who feel that they want the smallest dose possible, or who tend to overreact to drugs, might be people who are poor methylators. They might say that the first dose was fine and the second one was overwhelming. And it's because they really hadn't even processed the first dose entirely yet. Methylation not only helps us to process all of these toxins and chemicals directly, it also helps us process and recycle the substances in the body that help us with the detoxification process. Glutathione is one of these. And we had a great podcast recently with pharmacist Susan Merenstein all about that. Um, Methylation also helps us to utilize the mineral sulfur, and we need that for some of our other detoxification pathways. Another area in which we need methylation is in how we process fats, how we make them, how we digest them, and how we break them down, especially in the liver. So if fatty liver tends to run in the family, this could be one factor. And that makes methylation doubly important for the liver because if our liver is clogged with fat, it makes detoxification all the more difficult. Methylation can have a huge impact on our neurological and psychological health. And this is a really exciting topic that deserves a lot of further research. It can impact production of some of our primary neurotransmitters, uh, such as dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin, This can have a huge impact on mood, sleep, and addictions. And it can also affect the levels of our neurotransmitters and how we use them, their transmission and their reuptake. And reuptake is the target of many antidepressant medications. In fact, folate is often noted as being helpful in depression. And this is why. Um, methylation has even been seen as an issue in schizophrenia and psychosis that runs in families. Methylation can affect the receptor site of the neurotransmitters as well, influencing how sensitive those receptor sites are. So for people who are either overly sensitive um, or perhaps not sensitive enough, this can help regulate that out. It can even affect how our genes influence our neurotransmitters. Remember that most genes are like switches. They have some capacity to be turned on and off. Methylation can regulate the expression of genes involved in neurotransmitter production, function, and in the signals that go to the receptors. Methylation patterns can determine activity levels and altered methylation can lead to changes in gene expression, resulting in imbalances in neurotransmitter-related pathways and potentially contributing to neurochemical disorders. 
So as you can see, the impact on the nervous system, on neurological health, on psychological health is just huge. We again see a double contribution in the area of the nervous system. We talked about methylation being important for how we produce and use fats in our body. We've said before that the brain is about 12% fat by volume and that the coating, the myelin coating on the nerves that provides the insulation and protection to the nerves are made up of the good fats. So methylation's role in fat metabolism provides an extra bonus for the nervous system. This dual effect can be seen with methylation's impact on hormones. All of our hormones need to be made using cholesterol. So how we process fats impacts hormone production as well. And all of the other things that we said about neurotransmitters can apply to hormones. Um, methylation affects the way we produce hormones. It affects the hormone signals, the hormone receptor sites, and hormone sensitivity. And it affects the gene expression, those gene switches. These gene switches can actually tell our body how to produce hormone. And these gene switches actually tell our body the level of hormone whether to produce more or less. So having healthy methylation can give us just the right amount and help our bodies to also know when to release hormone. This is really important. If we look, for example, at a woman who's trying to get pregnant, we need the right hormones to release at the right times of the month for a healthy ovulation and fertilization. And it's so important to have a healthy pregnancy. Anything that goes awry in pregnancy can affect your child lifelong. So doing all that you can, knowing all that you can, has lasting effects. Hormonal changes and fluctuations, such as those occurring during pregnancy, menopause, andropause, and in certain hormonal disorders, can also increase methylation demand. So poor methylation can make these transitions, such as puberty and menopause, more difficult. And this can be an issue, too, in hormone-related cancers, such as breast cancer, ovarian, uterine, and prostate cancer. It affects how we detoxify all of those chemicals in the environment that mimic hormones that can be so hugely impactful. I devoted an episode to those hormone disruptors in March. Please do listen to that episode. I think it's one of the most important episodes I've done. We saw how those chemicals can be so carcinogenic and also how they can hugely disrupt the development of the baby in pregnancy. One reason is because of the extraordinary demands that those chemicals place on methylation. If someone is genetically unable to methylate those chemicals well, those chemicals can be more impactful than they might be for someone for whom that's less of an issue. Without methylation, we don't process those chemicals for detoxification well. We might have issues with our hormones to begin with, and then we also have more of an issue with the damage that those chemicals do to our genes. This is a triple whammy when it comes to cancer and also 
when it comes to developmental issues. Methylation is essential to how every gene guides every cell of our body. All of the building blocks of our DNA need methylation to do their work. This is critical for cancer, for development of the baby in pregnancy, and for how we make every cell of our bodies, including our immune cells, our bones, our organs, everything. This makes it important for wound healing and for cellular repair, which means it has a direct and profound impact on how well we age or how quickly. Here is what it's doing. Our DNA is like the architect's blueprint for how we make cells. The RNA is the head contractor who knows how to read the blueprint and gives the workers the instructions of what to do and when to do it. That interpretation that the head contractor is doing is called transcription. When methylation isn't happening well, it's like that head contractor has a hangover and isn't doing the job. The work either isn't getting done at all, or it's being done so badly that you just know that there are going to be problems. Sometimes the contractor is rushing through things and pushing the workers so hard that they aren't able to do things with care. So in the body, we can see cancer cells crop up or the baby has developmental problems, or immune cells behave in weird ways and we end up with autoimmune disease. We don't repair ourselves well, not just from bigger injuries, but also from the daily wear and tear of life. Cells are supposed to get messages to turn on or turn off their activity at certain times, and this signaling can get wonky. One of the most important types of genes that are affected are called tumor suppressor genes. If the body does detect cancer, these genes produce the immune cells that go in and destroy those first cancer cells before anything takes hold. And we definitely want that to happen properly. No hungover contractor should be reading the blueprint on that job. Now, this issue of um, methylation in cancer has some really interesting sides to it. Um, they've noticed that certain methylation patterns can serve as biomarkers for cancer detection and also for diagnosis. And they've noticed that uh, certain methylation patterns have been identified for different types of cancers. So this is a huge potential for developing new tests to detect cancer um, and also for assessing the risks of developing cancer. Um, also, um, it's been shown uh, to really help the prognosis of cancer. So um, certain patterns tell us a lot about uh, the possible progression and outcome of cancer. We can take a look at um, perhaps which tumors might be more aggressive, um, which one ones might lead to a poorer patient survival, and which methylation patterns uh, might uh, indicate a better prognosis. And that can often be very comforting to the patient. Um, it's also been a big potential for uh, cancer drugs, cancer medications. Um, and I I think there's a really exciting angle to this is that it's getting the researchers, the oncologists, 
to take a look at methylation. And if they're starting to look at that process and the impacts of cancer, then um, hopefully they'll take a look at some of the nutritional angles of it. And maybe they'll take a look at the impacts of methylation in other arenas. I'd love to see them start applying it to some of the other areas that we've talked about, like the cholesterol and the allergies and that kind of thing. In the development of the fetus, there needs to be correct development of the stem cells. The stem cells are what tell us if we're going to make a bone cell or a brain cell or a blood cell. We need to have the right cells developing in the right places at the right times in the right ways. That's tremendously complex and challenging and magical and wonderful. And it does happen just right every minute of every day. But it does get harder in our complex and polluted world. And knowing how to do it better is priceless. Let's take a break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about how to do it better, the nutritional strategies for healthy methylation. This is Dr. Camille and Healthy Wealthy You, and we'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Healthy Wealthy You will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well-being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know. We'll help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Dr. Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Dr. Camille. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. And today we're taking a deeper look at a very new and exciting approach in functional medicine, methylation. So let's look at how you can use this information in your own life. First, we want to minimize exposure to things that challenge methylation. Certainly, all the chemicals that we discussed earlier use up a lot of our methylation nutrients. 
the hydrocarbons like gasoline and smoke, the volatile compounds, everything from paint to scented air freshener. So minimizing our exposure is really important. We also wanna minimize any chronic inflammation and oxidative stress. The inflammation from continuing to expose ourselves to things that we know we're allergic to. Also a lack of exercise, alcohol, junk food, all of that contributes to inflammation and oxidation. Secondly, we wanna be aware of the times that our body is experiencing greater demand so we can perhaps take extra measures. We have an increased need when our body is going through more repair than usual. After an injury, when we're recovering from surgery, when we have an illness, especially a chronic one, and especially one that we're recovering from, such as long haul COVID. It might be after a challenging athletic event, or maybe during some hormonal trans transition, such as puberty, menopause, or andropause. And of course, it's very important during pregnancy, where there's a huge amount of cellular repair and generation and cellular messaging going on. That's why all OBs will recommend folate. But remember, it needs to be the right kind of folate, the usable folate, what we call methylfolate. So let's look specifically at the nutrients involved. We talked about B6, B12, and folate. The B6 doesn't need to be anything special. We just need to get enough. With B12, it's very important to get it in the form, the methylated form, methylcobalamin. And the folate has to be methylfolate. Now, this means that they're going to be in the most usable form. They're at the end stage of the chemical reaction, and the body doesn't need to do any extra processing that it might not be able to do. The word methyl in that is the key. Remember when I mentioned that the whole essence of this process is that we're moving carbon and hydrogen around. There's one carbon and three hydrogens in what we call a methyl group. And using those methyl groups is what this is all about. Being able to use them easily and freely is what helps us do all the things we've been talking about. So when you get methylfolate, you can just peel off the methyl part, that carbon and hydrogen, and use it to do all the work. And with methylcobalamin, methylfolate, that's what we want to look for in our vitamins. Um, if it makes it simpler, I do have a great multivitamin on my site that already has many of these nutrients. And more importantly, this brand is very thoughtful about the form of all the vitamins they use. So you'll be getting the methylfolate and the methyl B12 already in it. And I've had a lot of people who have said that they noticed a difference fairly quickly when they switched over. And the advantage of a good methyl multivitamin is that it gives us a lot of the other cofactors that we might need. So there are several other B vitamins that are helpful. Choline also helps by giving us more methyl groups, those carbon and hydrogen groups. Niacin, supports the enzymes that are involved in methylation. Riboflavin supports the antioxidant function during the process. 
And there are also important minerals, zinc, magnesium, they help the enzymes that drive the process. Iron is, port, is important for both production of the enzymes as well as for their proper functioning. And selenium especially targets methylation involved in liver detoxification. Now there's another nutrient, betaine. It's also called TMG. And it's a good source of methyl groups, those bonded carbon and hydrogen molecules that drive the process. It's something you might want to include, but not essential. As far as diet is concerned, we mentioned already B6, B12, and folate foods. Let's talk about some others that are helpful and give us some of the other cofactors. Beets are very important as they provide a big source of those methyl groups, one of the strongest foods for methylation. Dark green leafy vegetables, kale, spinach, chard are really helpful. Sprouts, sea vegetables are great. Eggs have a lot of choline and choline is great for your brain and nervous system as well as being good for methylation. Seeds, especially pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, and sunflower seeds are helpful. Then there are a few helpful supplements. Quercetin, especially good if there are allergies. Resveratrol is such a great antioxidant and is also anti-inflammatory. Curcumin, great for pain and inflammation. And there's EGCG, rosmarinic acid, and genistein. And there's some evidence that the probiotic lactobacillus plantarum can help our bodies naturally produce more folate, which is great. Now, one thing that's important to note about methylation is that we want steady, consistent methylation. When I mentioned at the beginning that I have some of my allergy patients use as much methylation support as they need when their allergies are really bad, it's important to keep in mind that this is just a short-term acute approach during allergy season because it is possible to methylate too much. That's what we call hypermethylation. One of the main functions of methylation is to flip those gene switches, the translation of the genetic blueprint that comes from that. We don't want this happening too little, as we've been saying, but we also don't want it happening too much. So if you have cancer, if you're pregnant, if you're trying to become pregnant, work with a functional medicine specialist to make sure that methylation is at the right level. This can be tested and it can be monitored. And that's incredibly important in those situations. That's why I like promoting methylation with diet first and then with the right multivitamin. I don't get too crazy with a handful of supplements pushing every possibility there is. As usual, more is not better, but covering the basics is essential. Now, if you've done the basics on your own and you're still having issues and you see these patterns in yourself and in your family, do consult a functional medicine doctor, especially one that specializes in genetics. There are complexities that really need to be analyzed based on your specific genetics, looking specifically at which genetic switches might need to be turned on or turned off. So if what we've talked about today felt right to you, 
and you feel that you've given it, you know, a little bit of an attempt and you're doing your best to do the right things and you still aren't where you want to be, do reach out for help. So I hope that this gives you a good glimpse into why the functional medicine docs are so excited about methylation. It helps us really understand why the things that make up a good diet and lifestyle are actually good for us. It ties a lot of things together and it's a tremendously powerful tool and also a relatively simple one. This topic today has made me think a lot about healthy aging and about how I want to grow old. People often say to me, oh, organic food is too expensive, or they might say, oh, it's just easier to grab a sandwich. I don't have time to cook. And you know what I say, you can either pay the grocer or you can pay the doctor. Either choice has a cost. Beyond that, healthy aging is priceless. My mother was 40 when I was born, so she was quite a bit older than me. But she was truly a role model for me in aging. She gardened all the way up to the end. She did everything except till the soil after the snowy Montana winter. She planted and weeded and harvested beautiful fresh food. And she put a lot of time into her cooking and into self-care. When she broke her pelvis and spent a couple of months in rehab, she arrived at my house to stay for a while, set her purse down and said to me, do you know how many steps there are up to your house? No, mom, I've never counted them. She said, there are 25 steps and I need to go up and down them at least 10 times a day to get strong again. And that very moment she walked out and she started right in. She was up and down those stairs. She had that kind of determination and she was strong and mobile every day of her life. There was never a day that she wasn't able to care for herself as happens to so many people these days. And I'd like to age like her. And I feel that methylation is such a big secret for that. It really does tie together so many of the things that we know about a healthy diet healthy lifestyle, healthy aging. And that's the life that I want for myself. And we can build that just each day, doing a little bit every day, every mouthful is a choice. So I hope you'll take that forward this week. Thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to speaking with you again next week. This is Dr. Camille and Healthy Wealthy You. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Healthy Wealthy You. Have a question but weren't able to get on the show today? Join us next week and call in. Until then, hold that inspiration.